Hey moms, welcome to the Mom Mindset Show, where we talk all things mom life from A to Z. I'm your host, Rachel Benson. I'm a wife, a mom of six, a grandma of seven, a real estate agent, and a life coach for moms. I've been through every age and stage of motherhood, and I've never met one I didn't like. I've also never met one that didn't come with its share of challenges and personal growth. As moms, we set the mood and tone of the home. We're the emotional support and the cheerleaders for everyone in the house, not to mention the cook, the chauffeur, and the housekeeper. There's a lot to know and do, and that's what I'm here to help with. I want to help you create the home and family life of your dreams. And I do that not only by helping you with the skill set, but more importantly, the mindset that can really help you succeed as a mom. Thanks for being here. Let's talk about what's on your mind today. Hey, mom friends, how are you doing? How are things in your little corner of the world? As I always like to say, in my little corner of the world, it is still snowing. I have never seen so much snow in my life, and they say there's more coming. But last weekend, I went to Texas, and it wasn't snowing, but it wasn't exactly warm like I was hoping. One of the things we did while we were there was to go to Waco and just see all the magnolia stuff that Chip and Joanna Gaines have created. And I've been there three times, but there's been more there every time I've been there. And it's just so inspiring to me. I wish I could pick Joanna Gaines's brain about how she and Chip do so many different things. Their magazine, their stores, there's all these other stores there now. They've moved a church to the site. They have a baseball field. They have a coffee shop. They have a breakfast restaurant. And all of it is just fabulous. Like the whole mood of the place is so cohesive and it's just so inviting and I just absolutely love it. And we went and drove by the castle that they renovated. I had watched, I don't know, I think they had like four to six episodes on renovating this castle and going to see that was just like so inspirational. We couldn't go inside, but we just checked out the outside and there's just always something going with them. And it's impressive. I feel like some people just never think they can't do things, so they just do a million things. Anyway, let's get to this week's episode, shall we? Like I've told you, here on the podcast, we talk about all things mom life from A to Z, which is basically everything. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter W. We're going to talk about what I'm going to call the W word, which is worrying. Worrying, in my mind, is kind of a bad word because worrying just ties your stomach up in knots. It puts a frown on your face. It creates a really negative energy, makes you feel frustrated and anxious. And it happens to all of us, but for all the emotion it creates, it doesn't actually accomplish anything. So I want to give you some tips today to help you stop worrying so much and find more effective ways of solving problems. And first, I just want to talk about why we worry. Well, we worry because our brain is programmed for survival, and it's very, very attuned to problems. And our natural response when a problem comes along is just to start worrying and fretting. And unfortunately, what that does is raise our cortisol levels, which gets us into fight, flight, or freeze mode, where we really can't think straight. It almost just creates like a brain cramp that can make us feel kind of hopeless and helpless and doesn't help us deal with the problems at hand. I mean, have you ever known worrying to put even $1 in the bank or make a sick child feel better 
or get the laundry and the housework done. I know I haven't, and I'm sure you haven't, but it's just a natural response. But what I'm going to talk to you about today is some ways that we can be more intentional about our emotions and, and kind of stop ourselves when we start to worry and get into a more helpful frame of mind. And I want to tell you a little personal story about this. A few years ago, I decided that I was done worrying. And there was one specific situation where I found myself worrying a lot. And basically, it was when I was going to appointments to show houses for real estate or other real estate appointments, a lot of times I was running like five or 10 minutes late, which was kind of my habit. But I got much better when I started selling real estate. And at least for most of my real estate appointments, I was on time or I am on time. But I still, if ever I was running even the littlest bit late, I would just worry and stress all the way there. And I'm never more than five or 10 minutes late. And a lot of times I would get there and my clients wouldn't even be there. And I was so worried that I'd been inconveniencing them or that they would be concerned that they didn't understand the house we were supposed to meet at or the time. And, you know, they'd start worrying. So I was worried about all these things. And I'm, I would tell myself, oh, it's unprofessional to be late. And so the whole experience of driving to my appointments became like this stressful, rushed thing. So I came up with this new thought for myself. And I said, I don't worry and I don't hurry. Because not only was I worried and telling myself like, oh, this is so unprofessional. I was having that really rushed energy through my whole drive to my appointments. And I love my drives, like especially if I go from one end of Utah Valley to the other. I just love it. It's just my home. It's my happy place. And it's so beautiful with the mountains and the lake. But I was taken away from it by choosing to worry throughout the whole drive. So I started saying, I don't worry and I don't hurry. And it has helped me so much. Now, my family does not appreciate this saying as much as they should. Whenever they're trying to rush me out the door or something, I say, hey, I don't worry and I don't hurry. And now they know I'm going to say that. And they're always like, mom, this is the perfect time to worry and hurry. And I'm like, why? Like, it just ruins my experience of where I'm going. And it doesn't exactly make me capable of teleporting or anything. So that always gets me an eye roll. But for example, the other day when we were heading out to Texas, my husband was concerned that we weren't going to make it to the gate on time because I don't know if you've seen the memes about the Salt Lake City Airport, but it was like, oh, it was inspired by marathon training. It's literally a half mile walk from check-in to the, I think it's the B gate. And so we were kind of like sprinting through the airport and I knew we were going to be fine, but I wanted my husband to be, you know, calm about it. And so we sprinted and I was like, see, we were fine. We didn't have to worry and we didn't have to hurry. But at least two of us weren't worried or rushed. So I share that just to help you see that with some mindfulness, I was able to change a situation around. And it was really just a matter of changing my thinking about it. So let's talk about when we worry. We worry when we're thinking thoughts like I was just talking about, like I'm always running late, but also so many other things in life, like when we're worried about our money. Money's always tight. We'll never get ahead. We worry about our kids. My child is sick. They're struggling. They don't have friends. They're getting in trouble at school. They're having mental health issues. You know, it's so many things related to our relationships. We worry about 
our health and the health of our family members. We're always thinking like, oh, I'm eating too much junk food. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not getting enough exercise. And we just have so many thoughts like that running through our brain. And we repeat them so often that we start to believe that they're facts. Like I was telling myself, it's so unprofessional to be late. Well, is it? That's really just a matter of opinion. And of course, I want to try to be on time. But it's not necessarily unprofessional to be late. Maybe it's just life, you know. And with our kids, we can get so worried about what the future holds. As moms, we can project things out 20 years into the future, like, oh, if they're acting like this at age 10, what's this going to look like at age 30? What does this mean for their future? And again, it's just the most normal and natural thing to do. So often we're worrying about things we can't control, like what other people are thinking and doing. We think that we're falling short somehow. We worry that we're not meeting other people's expectations about us. We worry about the money and the housework. We worry about other people's opinions of how we're living our lives. But if you think about it, worrying is really just suffering in advance. It is bringing up all those same emotions that we would feel if the thing that we're worried about actually happened, like say we lost a job or something. That's something we've been worrying about. It it causes us to feel all those emotions even when that thing is not actually happening. Now, I've heard it said that 95% of what we worry about doesn't happen. And some people say, well, that's good evidence for worrying. So, you know, like if I worried about it, it didn't happen. So therefore, it was good that I worried. But the truth is 95% of what we worry about doesn't happen. So I want to talk about what we can do instead of worrying that will be more productive. Now, one super simple thing that we can do is just a change of phrase. It's really as simple as this. Instead of saying, I'm worried about, you know, my child, and maybe you're telling your friend, anyone that will listen, or you're just ruminating in your head about it, you can say, I'm thinking about my child. I'm thinking about what to do about this situation. I'm thinking about how best to support my child. Just that one change of the phrase can really change the whole energy that you feel in your body. And I invite you to do that right now. Just think about something that's on your mind. Let's say it's something like you've got a child that's failing out of their math class. And you might be like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried. I don't know what to do. Instead, could you say to your friend, I'm thinking about what to do. Like maybe I'm going to hire a tutor. Maybe I'm going to talk to their teacher or their school counselor something like that, and just feel the energy shift in your body. That is one of the simplest things that you can do is just think about your language because, again, the sentences in our head, those thoughts are what create the feeling of worry. If they're worried thoughts, we're going to have worried feeling. So that's one thing we can do instead of worrying. I have about like nine more for you, just that I'll just run through really quickly that will empower you way more than sitting around worrying. We can consider our options for what to do in a certain situation. Maybe like make a pros and cons list. We can even think about the worst case scenario, like play that all the way out. What would happen? And I think usually if you were to do that, you'd figure out, well, 
I could handle this. I could handle it this way. We can make some decisions and move forward with the best information that we have at the time and then stick to our decisions. For instance, if you had decided that in spite of maybe money being tight, that you are going to be a stay-at-home mom. Decision made, you're going to move forward with that for at least a year or so. And then when the worry comes up about the money, oh, should I go back to work? You start thinking things like that. You can confidently say, no, we made that decision before this moment of stress, and we're going to stick to that. So now what else? What are our other alternatives? We could brainstorm any ideas. A really good one is to just get curious about the situation and research what others have done in similar situations. People have faced every problem under the sun and they've written books. They have videos. You know, you might have friends who are in the same situation that you could counsel with. We can, you know, go and use our resources and that will feel so much more empowering than sitting around worrying. And one of the best things we can do is actually the simplest of all, and it's choosing to believe new things. We can believe that things will work out in life, that our kids will be okay, that we can handle whatever comes. And sometimes thoughts like that take practice. With my not worrying and not hurrying, I had to just keep saying it, and it kind of made me smile And I kind of got a kick out of how much it bugs my family sometimes when I say that. But now that thought just instantly relaxes me. And that is such a good approach, especially when you're thinking about your kids and worrying about your kids, to just say, hey, they'll be okay. This is how you grow. You grow through having hard experiences and trials and messing up. That's how we all learned. And that's how our kids will learn too. We probably wouldn't want to spare them from the hard experiences and the failure experiences, even if we could. If we look back on our own younger years, we all probably had failure experiences, relationship problems with friends, um, times that we didn't, you know, make a team or get the part or get something really important to us, times when we struggled hard with our mental health and things like that. And When we watch our kids going through that, and sometimes we can't sleep, we just worry, worry, worry. But again, come back to the thought, they'll be okay, and how can I support them? I'm just going to think about this and believe that things will be okay. I want to wrap up with giving you some ideas of some things that you could stop worrying about literally today, right now. So honestly, if you wanted to, you could quit worrying about almost everything. If worry is a big problem for you, maybe you want to think about if there's one or two of these things that you would love to just drop the worry. And that's going to take some changing of thought patterns, but it absolutely can be done. So let me run through five things that we could quit worrying about today. Number one is what other people think of us. This is not our business or our problem. Like what other people think about us, we try as we might, we cannot change that. Other people can have their opinions and their judgments, and we all spend way too much time trying to people-please and manipulate other people's thoughts about us. And most of the time, it doesn't work. And the interesting thing is that when someone is judging us, 
that really only affects them. Like that affects how they feel inside. You know, if you think about how you feel when you're judging someone, they don't know. They might suspect it or kind of sense it, but they actually don't know that. And so when we're worried about people judging us, that's when we really feel it. But if we can just be like, well, they want to judge me, that's fine. That makes them feel better in some way. That's fine. So we can quit worrying today about what other people think of us. And that takes some practice for sure. We can quit worrying about our weight. How about this, ladies? I know for myself, I have been all over the scale with having six kids in probably a 50 to 60 pound range in my adult life. Like I gained so much weight with my pregnancies. And I have learned from that that my confidence does not come from a number on the scale. And it's kind of funny how a lot of us tend to think like when we hit the certain number that we will suddenly feel confident. It's like not confident five pounds heavier. All of a sudden I reached my goal weight. Oh, now I'm full of confidence. And that's just not how it works. And there's so many things that we can't control as moms. We're pregnant, we're nursing, we're weaning. You know, our weight just goes up and down so many times in our life. We can literally worry about this for our entire lives. And, you know, from enough conversations with women, I've got to say it's got to be like 75% of us that worry about this and, you know, even obsess about it. And so I just want to say we can quit worrying about it. That doesn't mean we quit caring or trying to be healthy, to look our best, to even achieve a goal weight. But worrying does not affect our weight. (laughs) If it does, it affects it negatively because if we're worrying, we're going to be more prone to eating things that we shouldn't just to make ourselves feel better. Okay, number three is the future. Almost all of our worrying is about the future, right? Things that haven't happened that could happen given the current circumstances. But all of our worrying will not change a single event in the future. It will cause us anxiety is the main thing that it will do. And that anxiety can just spiral out of control. So till we're carrying around just a worried energy. And if it's our kids we're worrying about, they pick up on that. And they don't want to be around us when we're like not confident in them. That is the best gift we can give our kids, in fact, is to have confidence in them and to encourage them. What will help us when we start thinking about the future is to make a plan the best we can for whatever it is that we think could happen. So just start planning and preparing, not trying to control the outcome of future events, but just doing our best within whatever resources we have to plan and prepare is how we can get a grip on worrying about the future. The next one is kind of random, but there's things like unread emails and unfinished house projects or housework that we can just worry about. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt anyone. My husband is appalled that I have like 20,000 unread emails. (laughs) He's so good about like, I don't even see the red like notification buttons. My kids will say, mom, how can you have a hundred unread texts? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where they went. They just got threaded in there and they're way more worried about it than I am. And with your email, say, you can 
start a new inbox. You know, nothing bad is going to happen if you do that. It might be a little bit of a hassle, or you can mark them all red, or you can archive them. You know, I'm just talking about emails. That's a random example. But let's say things like unfinished house projects that are just kind of nagging at you, too, or that pile of laundry. Again, put it in perspective. It doesn't hurt anyone. And there's no reason to worry about it. That will not get the laundry done or the projects done. And in fact, it almost prevents us because, like I was talking about earlier, we'll fight, flight, or freeze when we, when we are worried. And so that can actually like freeze us up and not help us get some traction on those things we want to get done. But I am going to do a little side note here. And that is if you have anything dripping in your house or while they're not draining, Please take care of that. As a homeowner, that is water can be your number one worst enemy, whether it's dripping in where it's not supposed to or it's not flowing out drains like it's supposed to, that will catch up with you. So that's probably if you're going to worry about anything, worry about that and take care of it. That's just your side note from Real Estate Rachel. And the last one I want to talk about is worrying about not getting enough sleep. Whether this is because you are, you know, maybe a nursing mom and you're up in the night with your little ones, or you're just up in the night. And I know for me, that's when worries will start to sort of run away with themselves. It seems like it's harder to control your mind a little bit at night. So I have come up with some little techniques that I use. If I wake up in the night and I'm worried about something minor, like sometimes it's the most ridiculous things, I'll be thinking, how long has it been since I dusted the living room? Oh my goodness. Whatever it is, that my mind will turn it into this huge thing. And so one way I've found to calm down my mind is to say, I'm going back to sleep until 6.30. I will think about that in the morning after I'm well rested. I don't even use the phrase, I will worry about that. And so I kind of try to send these signals to my mind. Okay, first of all, we're sleeping until 6.30. I give it a time, very specific. And then I promise myself that I'll think about that thing or take care of that thing in the morning. So that's one thing I do. And I'm saying all this because worrying about sleep is like worrying about you know, money. It doesn't put money in the bank. It doesn't help you get back to sleep. It does the exact opposite. It keeps you up more at night. So the other thing, I have a couple more things I do, actually. One of them is I have these little phrases I repeat to myself. I'll say, I'm so comfy, cozy, sleepy, dreamy. I start making up words, peaceful, tranquil, anything I can think of that are like relaxing words. And that, at least if I don't get back to sleep, it's much more relaxing than be like, oh my goodness, I need to get back to sleep. I have to get back to sleep. This is really going to affect me tomorrow. None of that has ever helped me to get any additional sleep. And another thing I'll do is I'll just use that time to pray. I find that to be really good uninterrupted time to talk to God. And especially when I had kids at home, sometimes that was the only time that I could have you know, maybe an hour to myself. And so turn it into time well spent by praying, reading a book. I've heard that if you read a book, and I would just listen to a book nowadays, but listening to a book, you either get to read a book or you get back to sleep. So that can be a win-win either way. Just find a way that works for you 
to relax and not constantly remind yourself that you need to get more sleep. So those are some things that you could quit worrying about today. If there's a big thing for you that you chronically worry about, I would really invite you to look at that and ask yourself why you're worrying, what you're thinking that's causing all the worry, and then ask yourself how else you could look at that. There's always a different perspective on things. I like to compare this to my daughter that lives out of state. This is kind of a little way that we connect is by playing word games on our iPhones. And they're just little one-minute games. You have like a minute to figure out word combinations out of these different word puzzles. And we'll compete against each other with these little puzzles. And she always, almost always beats me. It's like a really big deal when I beat her. But it's so interesting to me that we can both be given the same letters. And even if, you know, I beat her, she beats me, we come up with completely different words. So that kind of just reminds me that there's always a way, a different way to look at a situation. And we can stop worrying. And when we're worrying, we don't see the positive things that are happening. And yeah, we just choke up in our minds and, and we can't think straight. So it's counterproductive to be worrying. And before I let you go, I, this is a good time to share one thing I didn't say that you could do instead of worrying is get coached. The life coaching that I do, we can really help you identify your thinking and why it's causing you worry. So you can go to my website, mom-mindset.com and get more information on coaching with me. And I'm so glad you were here today. I will talk to you next week. Hey mama, thanks for listening to the show today. If you enjoy the ideas I share on my podcast, but you want some help applying them to your personal situation, I want to invite you to learn more about my coaching program. We can talk about anything from the personal challenges that you're experiencing in marriage or motherhood to the goals and dreams that you have for yourself. To find out more and download a copy of my free book, Mom Mindset A to Z, visit mom-mindset.com. I'd love to see you there.